You're listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. I'm Brandon. Hi, everyone. It's Jimmy. And you are about to witness a very historical episode of Almost Got Him, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. It's historical because we're taking a break from the animated series and going to the feature film known as Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which was released almost exactly 30 years ago. We're going into features, Brandon. Big Hollywood. This is big time. We're moving on up after three years of doing this. And, of course, Mask of the Phantasm, you can find that on uh, Max, or if you have the DVD, uh, watch along with us. We're going to watch the movie, and we're going to like talk throughout, and then at the end of the movie, of course, we'll do our usual thing where we talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. Jimmy, how's it feel to go from a gray ghost to a phantasm? It feels like a natural progression from from one to the other, really. This was the one Batman movie to come out during Christmas time, even though there's a Christmas Batman movie. I'm talking about, of course, Batman Returns. Uh, do you remember why this came out Christmas, by any chance? Uh, no, I think this was pushed back, maybe. It was? Because that there was a Happy Meal. We talked about the Happy Meal oh, a couple yeah, yeah. episodes ago. The Happy Meal came out, and I think, in the early part of the year, and said... Coming soon, Mask of the Phantasm. I mean, it could have said coming soon, holidays, 1993, but that seems like kind of a big push for like March for Happy Meal to be coming out and advertising a movie that comes out in December. So maybe it was pushed. I don't know. They, uh, I know they didn't get really any extra time for producing. We'll talk about that a little bit later because that was something that Bruce Tim absolutely hated. They only had eight months to make this movie. It doesn't like, feel like that would be a time to release this this movie. This might it be It doesn't. Off, it doesn't. Because this didn't do well. I'm wondering Oh, what, this didn't do well at all. I'm wondering what did I I just want to know what's in theaters when Bat, Batman Mask of the Phantasm comes out. I don't really rem- remember seeing a lot of commercials for this back then. I I remember seeing advertisements in comic books. They had the advertisements in comic books for quite a few months for this movie. But I don't remember seeing trailers. I don't remember seeing commercials. It was just kind of there. Because I didn't see it in theaters. Because it just kind of came and went really quick. Uh, did you see it in theaters? No. Did you, Were you aware of the movie when it was out? I, I was. But I think this might be... And also, where did this... Do we know where this came out as far as the series? Did this come like... After season this, one? Uh, this or? came out, I believe, after season two. Uh, season one was mostly September of 92 through, uh, like, the spring or summer of uh, 93. So this was after, I, I want to say, the first ten episodes of season two or something like that. It's it's in a kind of a random spot. There was actually talks about this being the potential series finale at one point. Because it was supposed to be a two-part a story called Masks mm-hmm. originally, and it just kind of it, it just kind of grew legs and became a feature. Warner Brothers uh, kind of just tossed mm-hmm. it and was just like, "Hey, let's make it a feature." And Bruce Tim was like, "Okay, should, are we going to get more money? Are we going to get more time?" And they're like, "No." I feel like this was probably because at the end of the second season, this comes out. I feel like that was, and I was almost, uh, I was. This is high school time for yeah. me, so I feel like. 
I was, this was probably, I was probably, wasn't quite on the bandwagon for Batman Mask of the Phantasm because it was animated. You were too cool. And I was getting too you cool. You were too cool. But you know what? It might, might be because I was too busy in the theater in 1993 watching the big hit Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, that was holiday then? Uh, this is the oh, box office. I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, we had Mrs. Doubtfire was huge. That was a huge movie. The Pelican Brief. Oh, Pelican Brief's a good one, too. Uh, Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Okay, th- th- this was a very crowded holiday time. <laughs> and for some reason, Wayne's World 2. I don't know why that was a holiday release, but uh, I just Googled these quickly, and this is what it told me. And, so. I, and also did a quick search. So, uh, Master Phantasm came out... After the halfway mark of season two, they took a okay. hiatus in season two of after September seventeenth of ninety three, and they returned in May of ninety four. So this was like in the dead middle of that. Okay, because there are some episodes towards the end of season two that I didn't, I know I didn't see as a kid. So I was probably a little, I was, I had aged out yeah, of the animated yeah. probably. At that Too time. cool. So that's why Too I cool. didn't see it and why it wasn't really on my radar. And now you're in your 40s and you love animated again. So. I do. I do. I'm not afraid to say it. No <laughs> and, one's going to beat and, me up. And honestly, right now, it's kind of cool to be into animated with like the like Spider-Verse is extremely popular yeah. right now. And of course, don't get me started with Pixar. Everybody, everybody loves Pixar. So why don't we go ahead and start watching, Jimmy? Because we got about 75 minutes of this. This is uh, Batman Master of the Phantasm. Jimmy just pressed play on his his Max, and there's my cuckoo clock. <laughs> and right now, the Warner Brothers emblem coming out, and uh, Bugs Bunny is chomping on his carrot. I'm kind of bummed we don't see the eyes like we do on the uh, cartoon. It doesn't dissolve into the eyes. Yeah, we are going into some dramatic music right now, and a computer landscape of downtown Gotham City. The most 1993 thing ever is happening, unfolding in front of our eyes. Yes, it doesn't look bad. No, it doesn't look think. bad. It doesn't look bad. What I love about this is the score of yeah, of of the entire movie, really. But the beginning really feels epic. Uh, Batman Master Phantasm just came across the screen, if you're watching with us. A uh, story by Alan Burnett. A lot of writers did this uh, movie. We're about to mm-hmm. see the names. Uh, it's Alan Burnett, Paul Denny, Mark Pasco, and Michael Reeves did the screenplays. Um, I, I believe each one did like sections of the movie. I know Paul Denny sense. did a lot of the Joker stuff. I somebody did just the flashbacks alone. Mm-hmm. Um, Usually when a movie is done, like the Simpsons movie, like all those writers like shotgunned it. Yeah. Like they all took turns and like, well, there's like a writer's room kind of thing. So that, that makes sense. I mean, those are all names we've seen many, many times on all the episodes. Yeah, so spe- far. Speaking of names we've seen, there's music by Shirley Walker, who she thinks this movie is some of her best work ever. And I got to say, she's probably right. It's fantastic. Yes. Uh, we're seeing all kinds of familiar names in these. The co-producers, Alan Burnett, Eric Rubdovsky, and of course Bruce Tim. Um, if I'm not, if I'm, not, I think it's directed by Eric Rubdovsky and Bruce Tim. If I'm not mistaken, yep, there mm-hmm. it is, right there. Um, there so are. all names that we've talked about many, many times on here, and we are fading into a zoom-in shot of downtown Gotham. No longer computerized, We're but it looks really good. It looks really good. And there's the, the Shady Lady Casino. And our first voice, I believe, is Dick Miller. Uh, Dick Miller is the voice of the first guy talking this here. Ch- Chucky Soul? Yeah, it wasn't he? In, he's in another episode. He's like friends with uh, Harley. Oh, yeah. he uh, Yeah, he's in a couple different episodes, I believe. Uh, Dick Miller, of course, we know from Terminator and Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't you have his autograph in your I bathroom? do. I got it. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh Batman's already here. 
He is just going right in. They're like, this is the big screen. We got to jump right into it. We can't just like pussyfoot around. There's not a lot of dead time in this movie. Of course, it slows down during flashbacks, but there's a lot of great narrative during then. A lot of action in this one. It's it's only rated PG, but it kind of feels like a PG-13 to me. Mm -hmm. We get blood in this, and we get like Batman doesn't hold back. Look at that lady. Look at that uh, painting of that that lady. lady That's that's a velvet lady. But yeah, Dick Miller unfortunately passed away in 2019 at the age of 90. A um, lot of lot of good voices in this, of course. Kevin Conroy is Batman. Uh, he passed away in 2022 at 66 years old. Um, and here comes the Phantasm. Is, oh, that okay. I thought, I, mean, I thought that was Batman with the smoke. Well, that's what him. they thought. Like, they think it's Batman. At oh, that's boy. true. That's true. Phantasm, of course. The as Phantasm, it's uh, voiced by like Stacy Keish uh, from Escape from L.A. and all kinds of voice work. Um, of course, we'll find out later. Spoiler that Phantasm is actually uh, Andrea Beaumont, who is voiced by Dana Delaney from uh, China Beach and Tombstone. Um, I, I, what do you think of the design of Phantasm? I think he's a pretty cool, uh, he or she is a pretty cool, <laughs> pretty cool villain. I mean, kind of, when I look at it now, I'm like, eh, it's just like a hooded, it's like a hooded kind of thing. I mean, with that, whatever that thing is on the arm. Yeah. Um, it was cool for the time and I'm nostalgic of it, but it's, it's not like an outstanding design, is it? No, um, it's interesting, it, really. It, it's a little bit of blood on his chin there. Yeah, there's blood, there's yeah. blood a couple times. Batman bleeds later. Which is really awesome. Um, do you bleed? You will. Do you will. <laughs> this guy's about to try to run over Phantasm. There's a lot of like questions I have about Phantasm and how she gets away with some of this stuff. Uh, and there he goes off. This the, is a uh, cool move. Yeah. It goes... Oh, it goes from one building to the other. I saw that in a Fast and Furious movie once. That is it. I saw that in the trailer for a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, he, he's dead. There's a lot of death in this movie, too. Uh, Andrea Beaumont, by the way, is based loosely on the combination of Judson Caspian, who was the villain, the Reaper, in uh, Batman Year Two, which was uh, kind of a follow-up to Batman Year One in the comics. Uh, The Reaper's costume is kind of loosely Mm -hmm. uh, an an influence for Phantasm here. And also, in the books, his daughter was named Rachel Caspian, which is kind of where they got the idea for Andrea Beaumont. And that storyline was by Mike W. Barr and Alan Davis. And we are... Now meeting uh, Arthur Reeves, I believe, right? Uh, Arthur Reeves is uh, voiced by Hart Bulker f- uh, from uh, Die Hard and Supergirl, of all of oh. all movies. We got our friends all around there, our, nor- our normal set of characters. Yeah, is is he a, a lawyer or a politician? or I don't really remember what he is. Um, I don't... We'll find as we go along. I just know he is sort of the... The the new suitor of the of the Andrea Beaumont yeah that kind of what well uh, they've known each other since they were kids okay and we're about to see some Alfred there's a lot of great Alfred sass in this movie I know you like your Alfred sass yeah I it, when we talk about our favorite quotes later it was so hard for me not to pick some Alfred sass there's a lot of good stuff including him talking about him diapering Bruce's bottom oh my. Alfred, of course, voiced by the awesome Ephraim Symbolist. Uh, he passed away in 2014 at the age of 95. That's a pretty good run there. Is that why Alfred's a butler? Uh, we had to go back to that. Now look at this. I like how they introduce her with that side angle there. Talking very mysterious, very, very, very sultry. Yeah, I, I like this character. She's I, I, I imagine she is like 
primetime Bruce Tim design. She's a gutsy dame, she is. I like her quite a bit. And yeah. this is sort of like, this is almost like a Christmas carol. Right, because oh. like I mean, you have it's to... a Christmas time. Like where Bruce sees what what his life could have been. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, like that? yeah. I, I do know that Joker mentions that Phantasm is the ghost of Christmas future or something like oh, that. Oh, see, so it's it's kind of laid in there. And we are now at a it looks like a a socialite party, and Bruce has two women by him right there. Horny Bruce, I know you like Horny, Horny Bruce. Bruce. Is that Miss Bambi by any chance? Uh, it does look like a similar design. I like this lady that's coming up here. Oh, her eyes are a little weird. It's like her eyes are all black or something like that. I think like they that. were going for something. I think they were going for something. <laughs> they were going for something. That you're not supposed to go <laughs> yeah, for anymore. I mean, you know, inclusion. <laughs> inclusion. I mean, you know, we got a redhead, so we've got to... And got uh, this is somebody that apparently that he hooked up with and didn't call. I don't oh. really know the point of her. I guess they're just showing, oh, he's a playboy because... We're trying to show that he can't find love. But you can't really write that off on Bruce, like playing a character. Like I'm, the, like Bruce actually sounds like he kind of screwed that lady over. Yeah, in yeah. real life, not just his his. Uh, yeah, he was just kind of being a dick, yeah. really. Real quick, uh, late in production, uh, Warner Brothers decided to make the movie a uh, theatrical release. The animators were stressed out because they had less time to produce the film and they had to scramble to convert the, the aspect ratio to widescreen. So uh -huh. that's one thing that. Bruce Tim was very, very, uh, just not happy about. He, uh, to this day, Bruce Tim doesn't love the movie because he feels like they left like 10% of it out. Mm -hmm. So even though he acknowledges that it's a well-loved movie, it's not finished in his eyes. I always like his honest takes on things. Oh, like, he's extremely honest. I like that about him. I feel I like, like he probably doesn't get along with a lot of people. He I, you can tell. We've talked about yeah. how he, he just might be a secret dick. Yeah. But I like that about him. He's a genius. So. Bruce right now is in the room looking at his parents. Just looks defeated. There's a lot of great face acting in this, in my opinion. And we are going to our first flashback. Uh, Paul T uh, Denny said once that he intended for each flashback in Bruce's uh, past love life to have the tendency to get worse and worse because mm -hmm. he would be like, oh, we want the viewers to hope things are going to get better, but guess what? They're not. And right now he's coming into contact with Andrea Beaumont for the first time. And I think this is a really sweet scene. She's mm -hmm. talking to her, her uh, deceased mother and she comes off very likable. And you can see, uh, at watching without the audio, I can easy for me to see that they've definitely younged him up there. It's yeah, definitely yeah, a younger yeah. design. They've really young Alfred up. When oh, you, oh you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, I really like Andrea's eyes on here. They're just, like, piercing blue. Yeah, they don't normally... Yeah, they don't normally do that, right? Yeah, yeah. They, it's usually just kind of, kind of regular brown or something. Bruce's eyes look super. off in this scene to me. Yeah, we'll we'll see once we cut back to old Bruce. And now that I got a fistful of this one, I can see what uh, the other one looks like. Compare. Now, um, one thing that was kind of sad was while the film was being written, Paul Denny, who of course was in charge of a lot of the Joker scenes and some of the other random scenes, he was attacked and beaten by two muggers what? on Lapeer Drive. Really? Yeah, he needed reconstructive surgery oh, on his okay. skull. He actually wrote a book we about it about called this. The Dark Knight, mm -hmm. which is a true story, which Knight, N-I-G-H-T, uh, uh, a true story. He talks about the experience. He's, he was so tra traumatized, he almost quit the movie and Batman altogether. Wow. That was during the production of this? Yeah, it was It was while they were writing it. 
Does anyone have any good stories to tell about this movie? <laughs> they made it, they, <laughs> or with our terrible things that happened to them? Why it was been it was, production? It was it was it was rough. It was rough. Uh, the movie, by the way, of course, was released uh, December twenty fifth, nineteen ninety three, on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. Why? Uh, why did they do? That? They did. Used to, everyone used to do that back then. But this was this was a mistake. To release it, it was not the right time. Batman Returns would have been the right time, but this was not the right time. The budget was six million. It only grossed five point eight million worldwide, but it does have a eighty two percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. You know what it was? This was the time when Disney was firing their second Renaissance. So oh yeah, this is the in the middle of that. Everybody was just pushing yeah. animated to to the theater, and and not all of them went over. Unfortunately, even the good ones like this. And even if I remember correctly, I think Bruce Tim was mad. Uh, Specifically about Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast came out, I think, around a little bit before this, and they had eighteen months to do their movie, and like their budget was like twenty eight million, and and this movie's budget was only six million. They had eight months to get it Hmm. done, so he was very unhappy about that aspect. And right now we're seeing Bruce. Bruce's first fight as a vigilante. He's not a Batman yet. He just looks like he's about to mug somebody. He kind of looks like what's that secure? What's that one guy's name that is later on Batman the animated series, like the security guy or whatever. I forget his name, but um, lockup, lock, lock, lockup. Lock yeah, you gotta remind me of lockup a little bit here. He's the new build a figure in the next I, wave. I was told that yesterday yeah. by Derek. Mm-hmm. Actually, yep, yep, that's. Exactly, yeah, I was just yep. like, didn't they do Condiment King mm-hmm. last time? That was the like, last they one. Killing yeah. it. I saw the bat, uh, the animated uh, Bruce Tim bat cycle at uh, Target. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Those McFarlane figures. I haven't got any of those yet. I, I have all the I have the Batman and Robin wave coming next month because those sculpts are just look. We got a young, young Bullock. A young Bullock. This is fun. Young Bullock. There's by the way. There's not enough uh, Commissioner Gordon in this movie. There's He's only in two scenes. We, we we that was the one earlier. He didn't have a line. Yeah, uh, that was okay. the one earlier. He I think he had like one line earlier. Okay. But yeah, he shows up later again. A lot of this movie is Batman versus the police. So you'd think there'd be a lot of like great story to mind there. Mm-hmm. With, kind of the conflict of Commissioner Gordon and Batman's uh, friendship. But yeah, this is Young Bullock's... Uh, looks like he's kind of... He's not even driving the car, so he's not even like in charge of anything, it looks like. He is not even. Now, in the novel adaptation of this movie, it, in case you're wondering where Dick Grayson was, it, was. It's, it's explained in the book... That Dick was actually off to college during this oh, okay. the, the entirety of this movie. I bet you Lauren Lester was kind of mad that he didn't get to be in this. Yeah, I would be too. Mm-hmm. I'd be too. Why not throw him in there? Just give him a scene. They gave Commissioner Gordon two scenes. This is great action. I always felt like Batman the Animated Series always did great car action. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, and I guess he's destroying the tires here. I wonder if there was oh, ever... he, he should die right there. That that is that's rough. Uh, Jason did that once when a car flipped over. Jason climbed on top of it like that kind of thing. <laughs> I wonder if there were ever any thoughts of adding because uh, we'll see. Spoiler: The Joker later. I wonder if there was thoughts of adding any other Rogues Gallery characters. So it's funny you say that. Alan Burnett actually commented on that. He said he didn't want the usual Rogues Gallery to be focused on the movie. Joker was just the exception because they wanted to have kind of somebody else to kind of for the phantasm to go after but he he really just wanted to do a love story with bruce since no one had really done that on television in general 
I applaud them for not including the Joker like in all the advertising and stuff. Like, yeah, they yeah, didn't he do, didn't. He's not yeah. on the poster or anything. Nowadays, they'd put they'd smear Joker shit all over mm-hmm. it, uh, but they didn't do that. And look at young Alfie there. He he he's still balding, but he has very very dark hair. And here comes Dana De, Dana Dana Delaney. I mean Andrea Bowman. <laughs> you know, uh, like her work on this movie is what got her the uh, voice of Lois Lane on Superman the For animated reals? series. Yeah, huh. they loved they loved working with her so much. Yeah, she's actually she's really great in this actually. And, and by the way, they never refer to her as Phantasm in this entire movie. It, that's just on the yeah on the title. Well, this is a fun way of like showing like she she's capable of kicking his ass. So she could be. Did, was this? Uh, did they do this in comics a lot? Where like the 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 lady ends up being like the mysterious bad guy. Oh again? yeah, yeah. Okay. That's. That's a big thing. Nowadays, uh, you know. Of course, was, I think, one of the most popular ones. Nowadays, you know what Twitter would say about this. <laughs> Batman gone woke. That's what they'd say. But hey, Dick Tracy did this because like. Oh, get, uh, get a room, guys. Breathless Mahoney was the bad guy at the end of that. So the same kind of thing. And we have got out of the flashback. Bruce needs to go back to the party. He is just having a somber moment. Hanging out. And here comes the graveyard scene this scene is uh ah, the graveyard scene. this is this one this is one that gets brought up a lot um who we got here do they have a christmas wreath maybe it is a christmas movie <laughs> it is a christmas i'm telling you there's some dickens in this very dickensian yeah. and who is this character here mr bronski of course, Buzz Bronski is voiced by John P. Ryan. Uh, he's mainly known from uh, Runaway Train. Uh, he passed away in 2007 at the age of 70. Looks and like a big potato. <laughs> he does look like a big potato. Leaving a Christmas wreath at... Is, they should have Do we know whose uh, grave that is? That was Chucky Soul. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's the guy that died. That's Dick Miller. That died yeah, that's earlier. Dick Miller. How did you meet Dick Miller? Uh, I met Dick Miller at some con. He was sitting there with his wife, and uh, I didn't want to go up there. So uh, my person I was with at the time was like, "Go up there, I'll talk to her." So uh, he went up. She went up and talked to uh, Dick Miller's wife, and like my oh, that's my, nice. my boyfriend's an idiot and won't <laughs> won't talk to your husband. She's not wrong because he's uh, he's so yeah. He filled it out and. I picked the the eight by ten, and she was like, "Oh, that's my favorite photo of Dick," and it was great. That's they nice. were adorable that's together. Cute. I love it. Guys, about to walk into you never walk backwards in a grave, Jimmy. Now this you, is very much ghost of this is Christmas. This uh, is very yet ghost to come Christmas future. Yeah. What do you think of that? The blade arm. Uh, you know, it'll. I'm sure the action figure had it. No, I'd say probably it's probably a cool action figure. Needed to have it. Do you remember the Phantasm action figure? Yeah, I remember these. Do you remember out. it spoiled the movie? Ye- oh yeah, it did, didn't it? How did was it her underneath? Yeah, well, okay. it was her, and then you put the you put okay. it you know the rest on top of her. But yeah, that spoiled it for like a lot of people. I do. Luckily, I I wasn't out. paying that close attention to the figures at the time, but it, it was c- controversial because mm-hmm. that came out 
before the movie even came out, I believe. That was the same thing with the Madonna action figure from Dick Tracy. Oh, really? Those are really hard to find, though. Yeah. So most people didn't even know that that was, uh, that was a thing. Oh, he just fell in a grave. How many open graves are there usually in these places? Oh, here he comes. I just, I have so much questions about the smoke. Because mm-hmm. at this point, you kind of think this this character is possibly supernatural. He brings his own vapor, his or her own mm-hmm. vapor, and then the she uses it for like an escape for everything. But yeah. some of the times, it's just like okay, you couldn't have just ran away right. in that smoke. And here comes the angel of death. I'm I'm guessing. And we have lost another gangsta. And that's got to be a painful way to go. Crushed by a concrete angel. Concrete angel. I think that's a, I'm pretty sure that's a country song. By the way, we, we weren't the only ones that missed this in theaters. Cisco and Ebert didn't see it in theaters. And they have actually said in the past that they regretted not going to the movies to see it oh, because real? they actually really enjoyed the film. I don't. I, th- I think they didn't think much of uh, think much of it really. So did they watch it like later on, like on yeah. VHS? They, they did like they, the spotlight. They did things. like the VHS release. Okay. And we got another mobster here, I believe. Who is this? This, now, this is, is this Abe Vigoda. This is Abe Vigoda. Oh, yeah, yeah. Playing Salvatore Valestra. Fish himself. He, of course, is known from The Godfather, so he knows the thing or two about playing a mafia person. And Good Burger. Good <laughs> Burger was the other thing I have written down yes. here. Uh, he uh, passed away in 2016 at the age of 94. He passed we- away several times, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that was just the final time. Yeah, I... There's Commissioner Gordon. There's Commissioner Gordon. That's He just doesn't do much here. Do you think this character would have been better if it was like Harvey Dent before he was Two Face, perhaps? That that could, that could be interesting. That could have been interesting. Arthur Reeves' character, yeah. He has a nice smarmy design. Oh yeah, like you, he, he has a face you want to punch. The bat signal looked weird there. It, just it didn't like the look like the bat signal. Exploding. It was just the logo. Yeah, it it's the just the logo. Floating. I feel like it was like a last minute thing they had to do. And here is uh, Kevin Conroy's favorite scene, I believe. Is this where he uh, talks to his parents? Yeah. The intense music has come on, according to our uh, close captioning. I always love when it says that. Here we go. Well, here we are again, Mom and Dad. Our family reunion. Man, this uh, scene is really, really good, I think. Well, no, no, that's later, later, later. Yeah. Now she's doing this at night. Well, she is also phantasm, so she's also dark mm-hmm. and weird, just like. And she was kind of there earlier. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So we've had all kinds of like little little hints that she mm-hmm. might actually be the the villain. And she's already figured out that Bruce Wayne and Batman are one of the she same. Put two and two together. I do feel like she figured it out way too easily yeah, in this did. film. She did. Yeah, he's Batman. It, it, it's got to be harder than that. And she is now having food with Mr. Reeves. Yeah, from what I understand, like they were friends as kids, and now he's just trying to bang her, which is kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, what is really his function in this movie as a whole? Do you think? Um, because well, she's not really the bad guy because she's a victim. Like she, 
or her father. You know, she ran she's more off the antagonist. And, uh, yeah, but like he's really like the one to dislike. Like you don't really ever dislike her because you know Bruce loves her. So you need to have some kind of smarmy secondary guy. He definitely has that smarmy look. He's like down. Gaston. Gaston, <laughs> but not nearly as handsome, of course. It's true. Doesn't use it. That's I nice. love That's that nice. visual. That that. Oh it, look at that! <laughs> it has it has that Ren and Stimpy quality. We're it talking does, about yeah, yeah. And some of those other episodes, there's Bruce's ass, Bruce's ass just on display. <laughs> and I love the World's Fair. They're going to the World's Fair here. It looks like the inside of an Epcot ride. Yeah, um, they probably had a lot of fun designing this. I wonder, like, I mean, obviously, Batman the Animated Series always has kind of that questionable time period. You don't really know mm-hmm. when it is because that beautiful Art Deco style, but I. But I just wonder what year this is supposed to be, because, of course, we see the world of the future later in the movie, and it's been a while since it's been open, apparently. But yeah, this feels very Epcot to me. Aren't you a big Epcot fan, Jimmy? I do love Epcot. What is is that one that's in the ball? What is... That's that, Spaceship Earth. Like Spaceship Earth. It yeah. reminds me of Spaceship Earth. This is more like a Horizons kind of kind of ride. It kind of had stuff like this in it. I feel like Bruce wants to get down on this this ride really bad, and he's about to get inspiration for the Batmobile here. They look so cute together. They look they they, they look good together. I can see them on a Christmas card, keeping with the Christmas theme. Don't know why they have a Batmobile type thing there. Just to tip it off, you know, that's where these things came from. I, I also wonder, like, what do you think versus ages here? I think he's like 19, 21. Yeah, he, I'm guessing he's like a Nightwing age, right? I could I could see that. Because they'd want to draw those parallels. I'm, just, I'm trying to figure out how many years it's been. Cause it, it, like I said, it has to be quite a few years since... A decade, maybe? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. At least I would say they both age well. Mm-hmm. Does she look younger to you here? <laughs> doesn't look younger to me. Uh, no, she looks the same. No, People, women don't age in the world of Bruce Tim. They, <laughs> <And laughs> they just always look like that. Could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah. Now we are. Oh, this is the Stacy Quiche character. Ah, yeah. This That's is her father, her, her father yeah. Mr. Beaumont. Um, I believe his name is uh, Carl Beaumont. Carl Beaumont. He's a, a businessman who is, makes some not-so-good business deals. This is her first time meeting her his oh, daughter's shooter. And there's Arthur Reeves, who... Ah, uh, wormy guy. He looks he looks more bookwormy here with he those glasses. He does look like the bookworm. It's true. This is... Uh, yeah, I still, feel, I still don't, like, if you took Arthur Reeves out of the movie, would it change all that much, you think? Um, because isn't he, isn't he, is he working alongside the people that will eventually threaten I don't the, know, is them? he, is he? He has to be, right? I, I, I mean, I guess, I don't, re- I don't remember that right I, just, I, I just, just put this out, I watched this a couple weeks ago, the first time I've seen it in a long time. Yeah. So, I'm kind of putting it together as I'm watching, of course we can't hear it, we're just watching the... The closed captioning. Yeah. Some of these shots are like kind of panned and scanned, like the way they, they're they kind of out of focus when we cut I, in on things. You can definitely tell there's, once again, they didn't have enough time to do yeah. a lot of things. You can tell some of this is very rushed. Yeah, and they could have cl- probably cleaned it up if they 
did a more of a restoration and that new yeah. restoration probably i'm, I'm sure yeah. it looks yeah See, look at that the, See, that was like that a hold. Was, that was, yeah that it was, was like they were good. holding on it because they needed a shot yeah um before we started recording we were talking about this like the unmatched the uh, the series looks way better than this movie yeah. it looks like they haven't restored it on here just yet now that's look at it that's a nice caboose <laughs> i'm glad you said that because i was like do i want to go there in this yeah i probably have before. <laughs> if, if people were still listening this far into the movie i probably they, have they before this stuff at this point talked about characters asses before now that was uh, that was uh, the joker earlier right yes yes the young yes. joker no, it's no Poison Ivy, though. That that Poison Ivy one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, that they was, were told to tone it down. They it put a couple too. weeks into putting that together. <laughs> every, every movement of the pencil, yeah. every curve of that. The yeah, standards and practices made them make it yeah. less curvy. So I kind of wonder what it looked like to begin with. How do you feel about the showing the Joker in this early proto-Joker? Like I that? actually I like really that. like it, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they don't like give him a name. I'm glad yeah. they don't... You don't get his personality at all either. He's quiet. It's it works for this. It works movie. for this particular movie. Yeah. Yes. Now, if this was the comics or an yeah. actual movie, because I always hated the whole Joker killing Batman's oh, sure, parents sure. things in the original yeah. Jack Nicholson movie. But that again, that works. Yeah, I think that works in that because yeah, otherwise yeah, that just, movie yeah. has nothing. <laughs> like that's that's the narrative drive. And that works for this. I don't know when I watch a regular episode That's of a nice the animated there. series if I'm thinking about this. Like, this is where the Joker came from. I don't think I'm ever thinking about that. Felt like a lot of anime-type animation there. Where yeah, it was just like a slow motion. They yeah, slow, slow motion and kind of the changing colored backgrounds yeah. with no discernible, like, things in the background. They, they always do motion action really well. And Batman just had a bat broken on him on his stomach. That had to hurt. <laughs> Like, you have some broken ribs, bro. He's still coming for it. Pick up, pick up the box. What's in, What's the, in box? the box? What was in the box? Uh, money. Oh, a money. lot of money. Oh, right, 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 right. Is, this, is that the money that was supposed to be paid to... I think that's what it was. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's now Stacey Key. She's going to come up short. She looks a little cross-eyed there. And he looks like Space he Ghost like in space this. He looks like Space Ghost. <laughs> I wonder if that was... Intended because I know Space Ghost was like one of the influences for Bruce Tim. Mm -hmm. Batman brooding into the fire. Lots of great brooding in this movie. I, m I might add. Once again, the we bring it up a lot. The cartoon was supposed to be for kids. It was on Fox Kids. Do you think kids would be into this movie? Well, there's there's no fart jokes. There's no like, there's no musical sequence or anything. So this, like, this is very straightforward, straight like noir. It's uh, painful like romance, romance in a way, tragic romance. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's phenomenal movie, yeah. but I I don't know if kids would have liked this, especially sitting in a theater on Christmas Day, the happiest of days. Very, very. This is a very sad movie, and it has spoiler. It has a fairly sad ending. And this is great. This is Bruce telling his parents that he that he just doesn't think he can, you know, avenge their deaths mm -hmm. anymore. He didn't plan on being happy, and that's just so heartbreaking. I love this scene. This is this is Kevin Conroy's favorite scene that mm -hmm. he ever did. Understandable. And a lot of people say this is Kevin Conroy's be best acting ever. Just, I know I made a promise and I didn't see this coming. Mm -hmm. I didn't count on being happy. Like, ah, 
so good. Once again, you see a kid sitting in a theater on Christmas Day really getting into this. Right. And Andrew Beaumont just hangs out at the at the She's always there. all the time. Well, they are, you know, kind of meant for each other in that yeah. way. Yeah, it, once again, Andrea Beaumont, by the way, is a original character, if you didn't pick that up. Um, all made just for this movie. And she didn't show up in the actual comic books till 2020's uh, Batman Catwoman series. Is he still outside the restaurant, like, spying on them there? Yep. Okay, yeah. wow, I f I'll forget that yep. that's With the a binoculars. long flashback, yeah. Yeah, their flashbacks are all a little bit long. Uh, like, I, I love it, but you, f you kind of forget what he's up to before the flashback. Get in. Uh-oh. Arthur's going to go take a ride downtown. Hopefully not to see the fishes. I, I like that Vagoda has the uh, the, the oxygen tanks. Yeah. That's just fun. He's got, like, liver spots on his hands. Like, it's a fun fun design. Now, at one point, um, they had thought about possibly making the movie based on the episode Trial that we got later on. Yeah. Where uh, Batman goes on trial with all the villains, and like every villain shows up, that would have been a, a kind of a cool movie mm. concept. But I'm, I think this was better to go with. A lot of people say Trial should have been a two part episode, but yeah, I could see that. There's a couple we've come come across, and yeah, I think we thought would have been would've way been better too. Served as a, I wonder if they did they ever uh, cut this into pieces and show it during the half hour. I don't know. They could have easily done it. Cut it down to like three, I believe. O'Neill, Funny Corp, Adams, Tool and Die. Of course, referring to Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams, who revolutionized Batman in the seventies. Ah, references. Puckett uh, is another. Um, there was a, a big Batman artist at the time. Lots of lots of Easter eggs before that was even cool, really. Now, Phantasm only appears again once in a cameo in uh, Justice League Unlimited, which I didn't know about. Apparently, uh, you find out that Phantasm was involved with the death of Terry McGinnis's uh, father. Oh. And it's, it's, it's basically implied. I think it was implied in the old Batman Beyond um, series, but you actually see the Phantasm in like a flashback in uh, Justice League Unlimited. Alfred just talked about diapering his bottom. That's that's one of the <laughs> one of the Alfred Sass lines I was thinking of. That's a design right there. <laughs> Looking at all these pictures, there's a couple of hard hats, and this, of course, is going to be the main picture throughout the last throughout the rest of the movie, because you're seeing a bunch of the mob bosses who have been killed, and of course, Andrew's father is in there as well. We're, we're treated to yet another flashback. Lots of flashbacks in this movie. And a it's seagull, very, which seagulls are dicks, by the way. Very little, like my little mermaid kind of <laughs> shot there. Nice, what is that, a pink cardigan or something? A sweater? It's definitely, it's like salmon. Salmon, yeah. salmon, that's correct. Oh, Bruce with a really horrible proposal. Here, you get the idea. <laughs> well, it's, it's Bruce. Well, he's, that was he, a very painted Ren and Stimpy. And then the, oh, that that was nice. Yeah. Th th that looked very Little Mermaid there, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's very Disney-esque. This is Disney-esque. Kind of, she's got the redder kind of hair, so it's kind of... Lo lovely animation here, some of these shots. I wonder how much that ring costs. It's Bruce Wayne, so it's probably at least three mil. 
Uh-oh. I think they just tongued each other. <laughs> and there's bats. And there's always bats. There's always something there to remind Bruce. This is... I think this is a little overboard. A little bit, yeah. But always bats in uh, Gotham. Yeah, I think they I read like an issue of Batman and Robin last week where they talked about how bats were apparently the Gotham's main animal for some reason out of nowhere. It's like, we get it. It's Batman. And here comes the infamous party, which is going to change Andrea Beaumont's life forever. I don't think Bruce goes into it. He just kind of drops her off. No, Uh-oh. And here's... He looks kind of familiar. The nose, I feel like, kind of gives it away. Yeah. Is that their first time seeing each other? And by the way, he was smoking a cigarette. He was. That's bad. You don't you don't do that in kids' mm -hmm. movies. So, you know, that would be a PG thirteen at mm -hmm. this point. I thought this movie was originally PG thirteen. I mean, I know this, it's PG now, but I thought been, it was PG thirteen. Must originally. have been PG. I don't see them releasing a PG thirteen film at that time. Wow, she kissed him off real quick. Man, she got a Dear John letter the next day. I know. That is rough. That was rough. Just get married to him and get divorced like the rest of us. Shit. Maybe there's more going on than meets the eye. Oh, I think we might have to revisit that. Where party were later. they there? Why were they out in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> <laughs> there's like a crack out of nowhere. Yeah. It was like a Chuck Jones uh, coyote background. Why were they there? Oh, they were searching for bat caves, right? Oh, yeah. They, that's what they do. They, yeah. they look for bats. Yeah. Oh, and here we go. The moment that we've never seen in Batman the Animated Series ever. The debut of the Dark Knight himself. Mirror. Mirror! <laughs> I love that silhouette. I like Alfred's reaction to it. <gasps> yeah. My. He strikes fear even into Alfred's heart. I just wonder how they... I always wonder with superheroes in general, how they create their costumes. Like everybody has like a seamstress on like speed dial or something. Well, Alfred probably does. Alfred does. Oh, Alfred, In the of Schumacher course. films, Alfred's the one that puts the costumes together. Is that because of his MI6 background, perhaps? I, I think just because Schumacher. <laughs> Why did Alfred put nipples on them? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a very good question. But I'm not going to question Alfred. Did, did you have any of the Master of the Phantasm figures? No, I didn't have any figures yeah. from Ed, the animated series at all at that time. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. It was that time where my parents, because at that point, my parents would have to buy them, would have to have bought them for me. Um, and that just wasn't a thing that was going to happen. Because I was probably working, and I needed to keep the money for things that weren't action figures. I think Gotham has the most abandoned theme parks in the history oh, totally. of the world. And they always have working electricity. Now, we're about to see the Joker, right? This is the Joker, yeah. yeah no, there's no tip-off of that, really. No tip-off. There's yeah. no... And there he is, out of nowhere. And I, I love that. And Joker, by the way, and this is dark. Like, mm. this feels very Killing Joke Joker. This feel, this doesn't feel like uh, Christmas with the Joker Joker. And there's no Harley, no mention of Harley either, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, like, for this, I, I do. I like, it's which, been a dog's age. I like, I like Which that. Arlene Sorkin was actually on earlier. She was one of the girls at the party. Oh, earlier. she did a voice? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you can hear her play it in this day one time when uh, Bruce is like walking through a hallway. I think he's about to go see his parents for the f first or second time in the movie. And you can hear it straight up like, oh, that's Harley. 
she not credited, but yeah, she, she they is, wanted to get her in. They there. they have confirmed that yeah. is in fact her. Joker putting uh, Mr. Vagoda on the on a uh, what is that theme park ride a, a coaster, which is kind of what he did to Commissioner Gordon in the Killing Joke as well. So there might be some influence there. What do you think of all these of these uh, robots? They look creepy as hell. Oh, I call this is a villain theme park. Because so, this is the, where we, did we see, we saw this earlier, right? When it was, yeah, yeah. We, we saw when new. it was in pristine yeah. shape. That's why I was wondering how oh, long ago were they together? Uh, Bruce and Andrea Beaumont. That's a because, shot. We see that shot a lot. Oh, used. the kick in the dog? Yeah, or where Joker looks over his shoulder. I, uh, like I just have seen that shot a lot. And this knife is still very sharp all the years, as we find out here soon. Um, her name's Hazel. That's a nice name. Yeah, Joker is just very unhinged in this movie. And, of course, Mark Hamill is brilliant, like he always, always is. One of my favorite Mark Hamill stories is uh, is from this movie. Apparently, he went to go see the movie opening weekend, or like or right after Christmas or whatever. And th- there was only, like, five people in the theater, because, like I said, no mm-hmm. one went to see it, really. Yeah. And as he walked in, he, like, yelled out to everybody. He's like, hey, everybody, come sit with me. And, like, he's just like, I'm Mark Hamill. <laughs> come watch Mask of the Phantasm with Luke Skywalker. And I'm, that, Just imagine being in that theater when that happened. Yeah. That would be so cool. Hopefully everybody, like, was quiet the whole time and didn't ask him about, you know, uh, woogies or anything like that. I'd ask him about that episode of Amazing Stories he was in. That's what I'd ask him about. <laughs> that was a cool thing there of Joker when it went background went red, red. or whatever's close yeah. up. Because doesn't he kills this dude right? He uh, I, he just tosses he, the tank later. Oh, like, he killed the oh, dude. Because that's actually one of, in my opinion, the most uh, scariest yeah things I've look, ever seen in Batman the Animated History. Because this guy's like, okay, he ain't gonna. And, and he, Joker's doing. He's on my side. He's doing his thing, and you're like, he likes the guy. No, he's just. A f- Kill this guy, and he throws the, the the tank later, and I think that's what happened. Well, they uh, he he gets him with the the smiling you know thing. By the way, here's Arthur Reeves being rapey as. Yeah, he's trying to take his shot. Yeah, once again, this was oh, oh. and she, then she I don't understand. I think she was trying to make Bruce jealous there. Maybe you think? Is it, doesn't she know he's there? Well, she okay. She does have devious face. I've seen that face. She's got those eyes. Oh, okay, yeah. And see, she's not even scared. Really? Now she got a little. Why, why is she attitudey here? She's a little attitudey. I think maybe this is just kind of. I mean, she's still kind of mad at Bruce in a way. Now, why was she mad at Bruce? I don't know. Because <laughs> like she she knows why she left. Like she left because to, to, with her father or whatever to escape. Yeah. And, and but why is she mad at Bruce? I forget why. Maybe it's just because he didn't tell her she he's Batman. Um, it might be because this maybe maybe these are early hints of her, of us finding out that she's Phantasm, perhaps, and she knows Batman's on Phantasm's trail. You feel like she she wouldn't be all buttery like to not know that mm-hmm. she's Phantasm. But uh, she, the, yeah, Bruce just oh, here, said something about being controlled by her parents, and she just turned it on him. But the, watch her, watch this, like she's. Like, that's all an act, what we just saw. Yeah. Like here she breaks. She yeah. Breaks so that was all just it's like... Just a, yeah, facade. Yeah. She's very conflicted. Because yeah. she's... 
Because once again, at this point, if you're seeing this for the first time, you don't know who she is. Right. Like, you don't know she's Phantasm, because the whole reason they put Stacey Keish as the voice of Phantasm was so you think it was the ghost of her father. Yeah, sure. And also, I mean, you have a voice of a guy, it's going to throw you off when you find out, oh, it's a girl. Mm-hmm. This is chilling. This is messed up. This shows you that Joker is very unhinged, because we think Vagoda is just reading the paper, but no, look at that face. That is horrific in the liver spots, too. Her Joker thought it was going to be Batman. He thought he was right. going to be killing Batman. But look at that. It's a kid's movie. That is something. The horse teeth. This is also where you find out that Phantasm is not a ghost at all. An, right. actual, an actual person. As they actually run out of the building. Barely making it out in the nick of time. It's got to be hard climbing a ladder. I was about to say, ladder. it must be hard to climb a ladder when you have one like, <laughs> oh, knife man. hand. I feel like that should just be more of an accessory than a mm. uh, actual thing. Or like it shoots off. Uh, and, of course, you got to see the bat plane in the uh, shadow of the moon there. Just follow the smoke and you'll you'll know where a phantasm is. I lo- She is smoking. She is smoking. I, I love the bat plane in this. Of course, how much... Is she going to run out of smoke ever, I feel like? No, she's always... There needs to be a finite quality, well, quantity of that, maybe? She's a smoke show. Totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does she remind you of anybody? Like, like that I know? That we know. <laughs> <laughs> that we know in real life? Yeah. I don't think so, no. And here we got... Is she fat. supposed to? I don't know. Okay, no. She, the design isn't reminiscent of anyone that I know in real life, no. And I can't think about, it just looks like a see, Bruce Timm kind of. This is where the smoke doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. She literally didn't run away there in the smoke. She disappeared in the mm-hmm. smoke. I'm trying to break into the... This thing. is, I. this might be my favorite scene. I love the Batman versus the police scene. Once again, though, if Commissioner Gordon was involved in this scene, there would be a, like a whole new level of like emotional, like yeah, because he'd be like, "Don't take out the Batman, yeah, boys, don't take out the Batman." And he's the commissioner of the police department. He Maybe they should wanted be it. there. Like, they wanted it. They wanted this kind of thing, and not like a you know the commissioner like constantly like trying to get involved. Well, it's just I, I think he should be there, but very conflicted as hell. Yeah, and there's. The entire police force. There's Bullock there. Mm-hmm. Love the close-up of Batman again. He really has his work cut out for him on this this time around. And what kind of police van is that? There's no there's no like windshield. <laughs> We've seen that kind of thing. They're like that's a SWAT one. That's like a SWAT truck or whatever. They they are. Not being conservative with their bullets, either. <laughs> They're just firing like crazy. Shooting to kill. Tear gas. Yeah. See, that's what, I would expect more of that than mm. them just shooting live rounds. Granted, there's like no bystanders, but still. Does he take his mask off at some point? Yes. Yeah, and that's... I, I think that is an interesting choice. Does it get blowed off or what? I no, what no, he uses it to get away. You'll see here in a second. I never know if Bullock likes Batman or not. And Batman's bleeding. Batman is bleeding. Yeah, that's like a comic cover. 
There, yeah. lots of blood there. Kids movie. Kids movie. Merry Christmas, kids. Man, he is looking rough. And of course, the spotlight's on him now. It looks really bleak for him. Here, this is where. See what he did there. You think he is grappled onto the helicopter, but he's not there. It's his cape and cow. Oh, it's on a hobby horse. Or yeah, whatever. wherever that hobby horse came from. And now Bruce is unmasked. Which oh, that's why. Seems like a horrible yeah. choice. Yeah. Well, he needed a decoy to get away. Now he's. But people are going to figure out who he is. But luckily, this building must be next to the damn uh, graveyard. I don't know how he gets out of this, to be honest. He's climbing the fence. Lots of cardio. And like I said, we're right by oh, the graveyard. Oh, here comes. Who, of course, we know she had to be in the area because she is Phantasm. Oh, now she's going to help him. Mm -hmm. Now she's. I see how it is. They're all the same. Bullock's sweating <laughs> up a storm. What does Bullock think of Batman? Uh, I don't know where we are as far as in the continuity of the cartoon. If they've made friends or do they? Do they have sex? <laughs> Bruce and Bullock? <laughs> no, no, no. Are they about to have sex? Uh, they, they might. Sex? I think they have sex. I feel. I feel like. Uh... No, I, I'm pretty sure they have sex. I, I was watching this last time, which was a month ago. I, I was like, I think they had sex. Is Alfred going to walk in on them again? He'll be like, Sir, I've, I diapered your bottom. I've nothing I haven't seen I'll before. I'll be at the people, <laughs> sir. Because there is a morning after thing kind of shot. Oh, this is where we're finding out about the party, finally. And there's past Joker, which we don't know just yet is Joker. But uh, we find out in the next, I believe, five minutes. Are the dots ever connected of how Joker becomes Joker throughout the... No, that's something that's never really quite explained. Is that in that Harley episode? Uh, I don't, I Is don't, that in I don't that Mad so. Love episode? I don't think so. Okay. We, I think it's, I think Ace Chemicals is mentioned here and there. What are they about to do to her? I don't know. It's getting dark here. He just dropped down on his knees. <laughs> I like the out of focus. That's kind of nice. And then the rack focus. Go to smoking. Uh, I believe he just, yeah, Carl Beaumont just said, oh, I'll pay you tomorrow. For a hamburger today. Yes. <laughs> Little do they know that he has no intentions to pay for that hamburger. That was a reference to Popeye. What was, was that? That wimp, wimpy? That was, that's what wimpy, wimpy would say. Wimpy. Yeah, I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Is Mr. Magoo from Popeye? No, Mr. Magoo's, Magoo's his, own, his own thing. He's his own thing. Wasn't Leslie Nielsen Mr. Magoo in a live action film for oh, the, for Disney? That was a Disney joint. I bet you that doesn't age well. But that's not on Disney Plus. I bet it's not. And right now, Carbo Matt's wanting to get the hell out of Dodge. So they gotta go. And his daughter's gonna does, go with him. Does he not know how the mafia works? <laughs> He's just like, we gotta get out of here. All you're doing is buying yourself like a day or two. She's like, but I was just proposed to. Yeah. What I don't get is, why doesn't she just stay with Bruce? Uh, I feel like Bruce can defend her better than Carl Beaumont. Does she think that... Does she think that Bruce is uh, in danger for her being around? I, I mean, I, that's I guess, what I would think. That's what I would, uh, in my brain, that's... 
She said, this is what's best for Bruce. Oh, they hid all over Europe. Okay, apparently they got to live for a little bit. I I thought he he died like a couple days later. Apparently he embezzled into a fortune. He finally got to where he could pay enough. and we, Oh, so he went back to pay them, I guess. Uh. And that didn't work out too well for him. And of course, I feel like this is where you're kind of figuring out that, okay, we know who's, who's killing all these people now, don't we? I think it's awesome that it's her. Yeah, yeah. I always like that kind of stuff. So I remember when I first saw it, I thought, oh, Joker must have killed all mm-hmm. of them. Which all tracks when you think mm-hmm. about her anger and then she cried on the bed mm-hmm. like this is a very, this oh. character is going through a lot. Oh, oh never oh. mind. He, he did that earlier <laughs> yeah. too. She threw a leg up. He's... She did the leg up. Oh, oh, yeah, no, oh, we're going to cut. Oh, she is going to bang Bruce's bats. Hey, did, did Bruce close the door? No. <laughs> he okay, likes so they, it open. This is the next day. They... They did. Oh, the waves the crashed. Thing. The waves crashed. And if I remember correctly, she's not wearing pants in this scene. So Bruce Tim was like, put her in a big man shirt. <laughs> it worked That's for one of Harley. Bruce's shirts, probably. I bet you're eating, we're eating this up like caviar back in the day. Me as a young person? Yeah. I'm eating it up now. As I said, Harley. <laughs> Let's say I, I think of Harley and... Uh, what, uh, oh, they wear Harvey big shirts. Ivy, yeah, they wear know. those big shirts. And you think, oh, things are just back to me better. Oh, she's feeling a little horny there as she hits the horn. I like that she just did all that, but she's still, she's the bad guy. Yeah. I like that. Anti-hero, I guess. I don't know. Kind yeah, of, she's, somebody, she's, she's somebody that you, that needs to be stopped, but you kind of cheer for at the same time. Mm-hmm. And Bruce is not quite sure. He doesn't like being happy. Everything's happening so fast for him. But... This is going to live to go to an epiphany as he looks into at these pictures. He's going to notice something. Oh, he just compared his picture with Andrea to the picture of his, his dad and his mom. That's a little weird. But now we're going to take a look at this like mafioso group photo. And someone's got a, putting a gun to their face in the back. It looked like someone was like putting a gun to their face in the background of the shot. <laughs> Like, oh, oh yeah, maybe oh, eating. That's a. I think that's a. Yeah, I, I want to say maybe a champagne glass. Maybe. Okay. Oh, <laughs> he just he just draws a smile on him. Oh, it's definitely the Joker. What do you think of that reveal? Um, I've seen it done better. Yeah. In other things. If I remember correctly, didn't um, when uh, Jack Nicholson was uh, casted, I, I want to say. Like somebody behind, like Michael Olsen or somebody, took like a picture of him from The Shining and kind of drew like Joker makeup on him yeah, or something like, like that. I've seen I that think in that's, documentaries and stuff. I think that is where that was probably influenced. That's very, and that's pretty much we're doing that now, the reveal in the 89 movie when he's at the door and he's got the hat on. kind of feels like what they're doing here. Yeah. You don't see Joker in his hat nearly yeah, enough. Yeah. This figure is actually also in that new wave that's coming out. Oh, that's this fun. This particular Joker with the hat on. He wears the hat in Killing Joke also at times. Yes. So it's a look that has been in some very big Joker moments over the years. Like when they had his eyes there too. It's just creepy. This uh, meeting does not go well for one Arthur Reeves. Why is he, uh, he coming to Arthur? 
Um, is Arthur the guy behind the ultimate guy behind the whole thing? He's too young for that. Let's say, let's say I feel like he is too young for that. Yeah, someone who wouldn't mind seeing our old pals out of the way. I gotta pee. You gotta pee. <laughs> Go go pee go pee. I'll I'll, I'll steer the we're ship. We're gonna keep it rolling. I'm steer, gonna use the, the bathroom. I'll steer the ship. Okay. Tell them all kinds we, of interesting we're not, things. We're not used to doing this for seventy straight minutes. I knew I shouldn't have drank coffee before we started. This. Yeah, Jimmy drank coffee. It happens. Uh, let's see. Somebody is calling on the machine. Joker is saying, "Oh, you devil!" And he's pressing buttons now. Um, hey, oh, it's Andrea. Um, it's weird doing this by myself. Yeah, Andrea apparently calls calls Arthur to say that she can't hang out, but she'll explain everything tonight. Uh, I guess they're going to like a banquet or something. Uh, Joker is about to. Ooh, the spawn of his loins. That's an interesting line there. Jimmy's gonna be mad that he missed spawn of his loins. Um. And this is great. This transition from J uh, Joker messing Arthur Reeves up, and now Arthur Reeves cannot stop laughing. Interesting uh, little transition to the hospital here, and you can everyone can hear just the violent laughter and the glass shattering from above. Arthur Reeves is in a bad way, but he's not dying. He's not. He's not being killed from the laughter, but he is being very exhausted by it. What did I miss? Arthur Reeves uh, just got the Joker toxin, I believe. Also, your computer went into uh, Oh, that's because we were rolling mode. for an hour. But, yeah, Arthur Reeves is in such pain, he's crying from the laughter, and they're about to give him all kinds of drugs to kind of make him feel somewhat better. But I think it's only temporary, if I remember correctly. How was your pee? Oh, it was good. Good. I was listening to your your delightful commentary. <laughs> as I was... You you missed a really cool uh, shot of the Joker just laughing as he was terrorizing Arthur, um, and now Batman's showing up at the hospital, and Arthur Reeves still does not have his shit together. Which I'm going to talk about that after we're done. There's there's an interesting story that goes with this. He don't have his wits about it. He's. I think it's interesting that he doesn't die from the laughing toxin. Mm -hmm. Usually you're like Salvatore or whatever. You you die from it. You've all seen the first Batman movie from 1989. But yeah, he just cannot... Like, I love all the tears and all the sweat. He is in a lot of pain. This is my favorite Arthur Reeves scene by far. He's running out of money and asks Beaumont for help. So he's yeah. So yeah, he sold him, Carl, out to the mob. He was broken. He was desperate. He just threw his cover off there. He yeah. Kicked it off. Oh, oh, yeah. He's gonna be hanging brain right there in front of Batman. Oh, well, there it was. Yeah. And he's just out of control. And I believe that's the last time we see Arthur Reeves in the movie. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It's a rough day for Artie, or Arturo. As he was called earlier. Where, so Batman is stopped by Andrea's place, I believe. 
He's gonna is he gonna find the uh, the costume? I don't know if they've said that it's her. I don't remember how they reveal it right off. He's found the locket though. The locket of them. So she does love him back. It's just such a. It's a very complex situation they're in here. What's her beef with with Batman? I still don't know what her beef with. Batman I don't. Is. I think her beef is just she doesn't want to be found out because she knows Batman's coming for her. Also, maybe she thinks that Batman won't let her kill Joker, which is also a big problem. This Joker is on her hit list. But it's, it's interesting because she knows that Bruce is Batman. If she didn't know Bruce was Batman, she'd have this antagonistic relationship with Batman. Ooh, is that a bomb there? Yes, that is oh, a big Joker bomb. Love that. I like the design of it a lot. I will say, I don't like that they went with the Batman with like the nose thing that I always complain is about on the episode. Nose? Yeah. Is that more like a profile? Oh, that's a nice shot. It's more profile stuff, usually. That's a really good shot there. It looked like a painting. This is where I think we kind of find out who she is. We realize, oh, her dad was murdered. She must have went to the grocery because she has like French baguettes in a bag. That's how you know you've been to the grocery. <laughs> Do you ever buy a French baguette? Man, she I got don't. two of them. I know, I know some ladies that always buy French baguettes. I don't know anybody that eats French baguettes. Go, go unless I go to like a Panera Bread. Or like a Trader Joe's and get like a big long French baguette. Or a baguette. Do you like make a sandwich out of it? Do you eat it? I think you dunk, dunk it in like, uh, like milk? Uh, olive oil. Oh, oh yeah. That, that sounds good. I like this. this where you get the salami cut. <laughs> she is... Hazel is frightening. I think he's going to fuck that robot. Why not? <laughs> oh, Sister Hazel. Uh-oh. Your, 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 your alarm's going off again. There it goes. You get in the mood and company shows up. That's a fun line. <laughs> yeah, he was going to bang that robot. But his angel of death awaits. I think this is where he says the Christmas line. Harder than a kill than a cockroach, cockroach on steroids. On steroids. And the reveal. Aha. Uh -huh. Oh, that's a good look. I think she, I bet say she looks good in the black. Mm -hmm. Costume's a bit theatrical, but hey, who am I to talk? I almost picked that line for my favorite line. The irony. There's that magical smoke. which it's I stuck to his face. Yeah, I don't understand any of the physics of the smoke at all. Um, But I can blow smoke too, toots. It's not really smoke. That's more of a liquid. But okay. Got rid of her hand accessory. And he's beating up a woman. He is beating up that woman this on this hard. kid's movie. Oh, look, he's... All, yeah, oh, look at that angle. Oh, oh, oh get, get him, get him right, yeah, right, right there. In the right in the old junk. Dick. Yeah, this is... This is another part where I feel like it, I'm surprised it wasn't PG-13. And Hazel is about to... How did, how did he get this... Robot to start killing people. I don't know, but I like that Hazel just took on more like a sentient way about yeah. her than just yeah. like being like a background joke. She's kind of kicking his ass. It's kind of pretty cool. It's pretty hot, actually. <laughs> he beat her with, her with a salami. <laughs> beat her with a salami. He's beating a baloney. Oh, Lord. I like That's people a... just jumping out of windows. Just jumping <laughs> out of glass windows. Yeah, we don't know where how far this is going to go down. Plummeting. I jump off a step. My knees hurt just a little bit. And she just gassed her way. 
She only has like one glove on, right? Yeah, because that's, she lost the hook that's hand. That's cool. She lo- oh, that's it's very cool. Michael Jackson like. Yeah, I like it. And there's this fan that sucks everything in ever. Even people, apparently. As you can see, it sucks as it cuts. <sighs> like, was this fan a part of the park originally? You think Joker added this fan? It seems like a some of his insurance people, risk. Some of his people put this together. Well, lucky for her, somebody is on their way to save the day. Guess this is Pretty kind sharp. of. And he's using all of his vehicles in this, mm-hmm. really. We have Batmobile, we had the Batplane, now we got the Bat Cycle. I think I had the Bat Cycle uh, toy back it's in the day. Some very close up shots of her face there with like the debris mm-hmm. flying everywhere. It's very expressive. I like I like the, the motorcycle stuff here. She's just holding on, about to lose her grip. But Batman is here to sacrifice its cycle. Say that three times fast. And luckily, and it stops goes. it. Andrea Beaumont lives to see another day. Dresses. So now Batman's like, oh, your father's dead, isn't he? You came into town early to get Chucky's soul. So you could shift the blame to your father if you had to. He took everything. My dad, my life, and you. I mean, he didn't really take Bruce away from you. You left Bruce. You could have came back for Bruce. Even after your dad died, you could have came back for Bruce. I think, I, I feel like there's a, like if, she, if there was a line of like, I, I didn't want you to get hurt, Bruce, because they could have hurt you. Yeah, the, I don't think we get that. I don't think we got that. that that's something that may have helped. Even just a, we know where your boyfriend lives, you know. And here, once again, the smoke. She transports somehow. I don't get the smoke. I don't get the smoke at all. Batman's like, so that's how that feels. (laughs) He's going to call up Gordon. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I always smoke you. And now it's time, of course, to run after the Joker. That's what Batman does. Because these two have to because they're in it. So we have to see the Joker and Mm. Batman tussle around Mm. in a cool area. You can't have one without oh, the other. Warner Brothers. Put a logo like that a lot. I love miniaturized Gotham. I don't know why there's a miniaturized Gotham. I guess because it's, it's that theme park. This is silly, though. <laughs> the, the walking yeah, skyscraper that, with yeah. Joker's head. <laughs> That's kind of silly. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's an action figure. Like they, they made that little pop on top. That is ridiculous. And time for them to battle like a couple of kaiju. I feel like this is like the end of the, the Robin Williams toys. Oh, yeah. Which might have been the same year. I was going to say, that's around 92, yeah. 93. Yeah. Oh, blood. Joker blood. I think a tooth flew out. Oh, yeah. He did. He did. Nice yeah, there tooth. you go. Blood come out of his nose. So I'll remind you, this was originally considered to be a series finale of, of sorts. So this was supposed to kind of be the final Batman and Joker fight mm. originally. Because it's even impl- implied that he dies later on, if I remember correctly. But look at that, that toothless grin. It's just, that's a visual. And you said you were happy Harley wasn't in this? Yeah, I think for what this is, that's not needed. I'm surprised she wasn't, just so you could have, like, the girl 
fight the girl type thing that a lot of these movies nah. tend to do. Nah, I don't think we need to do that. Though. Oh, I didn't think we need to. I'm just yeah. surprised they didn't do that. Once again, Arlene Sorkin did cameo earlier, mm-hmm. so it's... They obviously wanted to get her in on it at least a little bit. He's going through a lot of capes and cows in this movie. I'm, I'm confused about the size of this Gotham. At times, they look bigger than it, and like right there, it seems like a lot bigger than them. Batman got through a darkened tunnel while Joker laughs in the background. I love when his eyes light up when he's in like pitch in darkness. darkness. <laughs> Looks like a Mr. Freeze costume yeah, there. I like those giant. Oh, this is where he's got this whole contraption. There's got to be a, a uh, action figure of Joker and his... This rocketeer gear, I guess. Be some little pieces to add on to an existing figure and make that. What do you think of all this? Uh, well, you got to end the movie with something with something like this, right? I mean, anytime these two go at it in a funny or a, a great location, it's always good. Do you think they should have had a big battle between Batman and Fan- Phantasm? No, because there's, I don't see. I don't see what they're fighting about. Well, that's why. That's why I feel like they had to have like a Joker in here. Yeah, that they they knew that they couldn't have those two have a mano a mano fight. Like I said, Burnett did not want any of the villains in there, but mm-hmm. I feel like they were just like, well, we have to put in somebody. Yeah, and you've already taken. I think you were right about that other character. Uh, the character who's the other character we we lost earlier, the Reeves guy. Yeah, Arthur Reeves. You're right. What what was the point of the character? I don't really know. Um, because he has nothing to do with any of this. No, no. No, he's just kind of there. I guess they're trying. Some kind of an aggressor as far as a three-way Right, I think some kind of triangle kind of type thing. deal. Joker's looking rough. Missing a tooth. He's bleeding everywhere. His his purple suit is tore to shreds. And up oh, there's Phantasm. Andrea Beaumont is ready for vengeance. I think we got a good, a really, this is a really good scene here. Andrea, you got to get out of here. Places wired to explode. She is dead set on killing Joker. She says goodbye, my love, and we turn to some dramatic music, and the bomb is we, about to go off. We zoom in on things. <laughs> yes, jump in the fridge, Batman. Jump in the fridge. They're gonna nuke it. Lots of lots of explosions in this place. And a big wheel. There goes the gyrosphere. <laughs> There's a lot of destruction going on. Where's Batman at? We need to get oh, back no, to Batman. Spaceship Earth. <laughs> and Joker is just loving everything here. Because he's freaking mad. And I believe she uses the smoke and they disappear. Get out of there, Bruce. There's this. He should have got out of there already. He falls into the sewers. I'm surprised there's not a bunch of bats there. And he tumbles. A and bat tumbler. To tumble. Now he's in the water. He is just having a rough go here. 
but he survived. And we're led to believe that Andrea Beaumont and Joker might not have. They just bamfed away. Yeah. And Batman is brooding once again. Lots of great bat brooding in this. Brooding in the bat cave with his mask off, but his outfit still on. Alfred with some words of wisdom. I always feared you would become that which you fought. You walk the edge of that abyss and you haven't fallen in. I thank heaven for that. Great line. That I almost chose that line as well. But Andrea fell into that pit years ago. No one, not even you, could have pulled her back. Kind of re reinstating that Bruce did all that he could have done. Mm -hmm. That he, sh But he sees something in the distance, which, by the way, great eyes on Bruce Wayne. That's pretty far away, and he sees, I believe, is it the ring that he found? No, it's, it's the locket. locket. It's the locket. So she's alive. She's out there. I guess. She, she, <laughs> so we're supposed to... Did she put that? Yes, yeah, so apparently she went got there before he got back. And just stuck it in a hole in the back mm -hmm. cave? Well, she is alive here. We do yeah, see that yeah. she's... Okay. I'm not sure how I feel about this. What, Jughead there? <laughs> oh, I love that shot. But I'm not sure about... Let's see how this plays out. Not much really happens here. It's almost like a Sin City kind of ending. I like, thought... When I first saw it, I thought it was Arthur Reeves again. But yeah. it's a different character. He's got that smarmy look. He asked, do you want to be alone? And she said, I am. Oh, never mind. I do, I do like it. I, yeah. We end on a Brood. woman brooding on a, yeah. <laughs> on a boat. And here we're going to... Bruce is like, you think you're going to end on brooding. <laughs> I got to brood some, uh, too. Hold my brooding beer. Lots of brooding in this movie. But an amazing Shirley Walker score. The, the score right here is really yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And too. now we have an actual bat... Uh, Oh yeah, that looks normal now. Yeah. What was up with that logo I earlier? I don't know. Like they just threw it. They just peeled it off his chest and threw it into the sky. And he's gonna go off into that dark night. Hopefully, he got a building there, and he's swinging into, into the end credits. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Batman: Master of the Phantasm. And Tia Carrera, by the way, singing the uh, the credits there from Wayne's World. That was the biggest surprise as I was watching it last time. It's like, did that just say Tia Carrera singing yeah. the song? Yeah, I, I don't know how, how that happened. How did that happen? I do not know how that happened. Uh, she but had yeah. a busy month because this came out the same month as Wayne's World, uh, Wayne's World 2. 2. Was she in the second one? Yeah, she's in both. Mm -hmm. I remember, of course, yeah. she's in the first one. Because he fights her father for her for her honor. I don't remember much about the second one other than like Aerosmith's in it for some reason. Yeah, and uh, Jim Morrison. Mm -hmm. But But Jimmy... We saw how Batman ended. Let's talk about how Batman B get... Wait a minute. There's no title card on this one, is there? Figure something out. <laughs> so I guess... <laughs> what, 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 what did you think of the, the poster of the movie uh, of the movie case? Uh, oh, I, right just, there. I just want to say that I have the VHS. He's here, holding it right now? And I think it's amazing. I think this is a great cover. Um, what, do, what do you call that box again? That, that the style? The clamshell. This is a big, uh, the big 90s Think of like the Disney uh, movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, Box cases. A friend of mine gave it to me. It, it was awesome then. It looks amazing now, too. And it's awesome now. 
Um, I love that little little part of uh, Phantasm's face makes the bat. The, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the symbol. bat bat symbol in the sky. I think that's why I am so nostalgic for the design is that I always saw the poster. I may not have seen it when it came out, but I always thought that's a really badass poster. Yeah, they, they sh- show that poster on the uh, the print ads in the comics that yes. led for the months totally. leading up to it. It looks so cool. It looks so cool. Well, Jimmy... Holy speech, Bubble Batman. What was your favorite quote in Batman Mask of the Phantasm? Okay, so again, I watched this a couple weeks ago. This is my second time watching it for uh, quite a while. I probably I probably did watch it years ago, I'm sure. Uh, so I don't have lines specifically in my brain pulled up. As we were watching it, I did like when Joker said, um, I, can b- <laughs> I can blow smoke two toots. Because you know how I like when people talk like that. Um, there were a lot of great Joker has that whole first scene with him in a Vagoda. He has tons of lines, uh, that stuck out to me as we were watching it, but that's the one I jotted down and stuck into Google. So I remember later. Yeah. It was hard for me to pick lines because Joker has a bunch of good ones. Alfred has so much Alfred says, which we know that I love, but I, instead I went for the more serious, uh, I went to the, the, uh, very memorable Bruce Wayne at the grave scene where yes. he tells his parents, please. I need it to be different now. I know I made a promise, but I didn't see this coming. I didn't count on being happy. It's amazing. It's so heartbreaking and so beautifully, beautifully stated by Kev- the late, great Kevin Conroy. By the way, right now, we are we have the credits going on in the background. And uh, on Macs, they always have that feature. It's like, you may also like these options. And they have a bunch of Batman options down there. Uh, Batman... Uh, Jimmy, have you seen Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker? Um, I think I may have watched it at this. At this not really, because I probably did rent it years ago. So no, I've really. never seen it before. I keep hearing that movie is like one of the best Batman movies. Yeah, everyone always says it's great. I've watched reviews of it. I did see Batman and Mister Freeze that Sub Zero movie. I, I watched I that last that. year. Yeah. I watched that last year. By the way, the uh, that Batwoman movie's back on Max too because that went away for a while. Oh, I've never seen that one st- still. Officially, we might have to do Return of the Joker, because uh, that one is beloved by a lot of people, especially the director's cut. I don't know if that mm-hmm. one's, if the director's cut is on here or not. I know it's supposed to be a little bit more violent. But anyway, like much like what Joker would say, wait till they get a load of me. Wing freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> wait till they get a load of me, Jimmy. Who is your favorite character in Batman Master of the Phantasm? Because you could, I think there's like three different like uh, front runners for the spot. Who do you give it to? Uh, I think my favorite character is uh, is it's Andrea Beaumont. Okay, yeah, I think that's, she's one of my my three uh, yeah, front runners slash Phantasm. Yeah, um, Dave Delaney kills it. Yeah, I just I think that's it's just a very me answer that I like the female who's in it. Uh, I think she's a, a, a gutsy character. I like her design. Although now I think about it, some some of the stuff, like her motivations as far as Bruce is concerned... I a little shaky. Little I shaky. don't understand. I feel like that's one of the things that if they had more time than eight months to do the entire movie, they probably could have uh, made that better off. I feel like the the real answer is Bruce. That's who... I pick Bruce. Yeah. Bruce, the more uh, I think about it... He's I'm fin- sorry, Dana Delaney. I'm going to have to pull back on this yeah. and say it's Bruce because it's, I understand what he's going through the entire movie. It's the best, I think, character study of Bruce Wayne in 100%, all of the yeah. 
animated uh, series, if anything related to the animated series. Just the, like you said, the scene, forgive me, mom and dad, for being happy. Yeah, which is... That's amazing. That's so messed up. Yeah. It's, it's so heartbreaking, but, but that's, that's Batman that's to Batman. a T. Mm-hmm. It's just like, he know, he he doesn't deserve happiness. It's kind of the way that he he looks at life or whatever. It's I didn't just, think this would happen, but it happened. You know, this is, a, once again, a kid's movie that came out on Christmas yeah. Day. It just kind of blows my mind. I love, uh, like I said, I think this is Kevin Conroy's best performance ever. I think so, too. Uh, but who do you think had the worst performance? Who did you think won the Condiment King Award? The Condiment King Award, Jimmy, who is your least favorite character in Batman Mask of the Phantasm? Let me think. Is it Wormy Guy? I picked Arthur Reeves. Arthur Reeves? I just don't understand, like you said, I don't understand the point of the character. I don't understand the point. Like you said, if you take him out, uh, I don't really feel like you get much of a different movie if you take him out. Although, what I'll explain to you after we're done talking about this, uh, let's just say years later, they use the character to a better effect. Oh. But, uh, yeah, in this movie, I, I'd say Arthur Reeves. He's just kind of there. It, it feels undercooked, and I don't think that's the character's fault. It's not because he's just a character. He's not real. Uh, yeah, it's just not written very clearly. Yeah. Um, a couple, just like I said with uh, the Andrea Beaumont character, some of it just doesn't connect with me. So I'm going to go with uh, Wormy Guy, too, say he's the worst character. Now, Jimmy, let's get nuts. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts, Jimmy. What are some of your favorite parts about Batman, the Mask of the Phantasm? Uh, I was afraid you were going to say that because now I had to think about what I just watched. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and remind you. Hey, tell me yours and then I'll remember exactly what stuff I like. I love the score by uh, Shirley yeah. Wilker. Uh, Phantasm's design, I'm a big fan of. Uh, the intro, the introduction of Phantasm at the beginning of the movie is great. The use of blood throughout the movie is fantastic. Uh, use of flashbacks are all very, very well done. We finally get to see the early days of Bruce as a vigilante, which you never really got to see in the series, which is cool. You even get to see the debut of Batman, which is fun. Uh, Bruce's inner conflict between love and his vow, the, the whole grave scene is just mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, Joker is just, I mean, Mark Hamill is doing the Lord's work in this movie, like he always does as Joker. Uh, Batman versus the police scene is exhilarating and fun. Uh, the reveal of Joker being one of the old gangsters, even though the drawing thing is kind of cheesy, the fact that he was one of the original gangsters, one of the OGs, if you will, I think that was a great plot point. It, it gets him involved, and that's that was an important and, part of it. And of course, the big the big battle uh, in mini Gotham, where they're uh, like a couple of kaiju battling it out. It's a lot of fun. Alfred's pep talk at the end to Bruce is very uh, inspiring. Also shows kind of how Bruce sees Alfred as a father figure mm-hmm. in a way. And that whole depressing ending. It, like It's a very sad ending. Yeah, Everyone's brooding, literally, at the end. But it works so beautifully. Yeah, I think I also like the depressing, <laughs> the depressing parts of it. Uh, towards the end there, I liked seeing a young Bullock. Yeah, young Bullock. That was yeah, fun. that was cool. And this may be me imprinting on it, but I we talked about how this was a Christmas release. I like how there is some, some, some Dickens some. qualities of like, um, 
Bruce standing around in a cemetery with a smoky villain uh, as like the ghost of Christmas present. I feel like I wish there was some snow, maybe, maybe some snow. Yeah, I feel like they... A little, little ambiance, a little subtle. Again, things. I don't think they realized that this would be... I don't need Santa or anything. But... Yeah, they didn't realize this would be a Christmas release. I think they would have pushed it farther. I don't even know if they know that it's... And a little bit of It's a Wonderful Life of let's see how your life could have been. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind Without of thing. Bat- With Batman? Without Batman? Yeah, yeah. I feel like those parts really really uh, stick out to me but everything you said all those moments uh joker's a lot of fun in it uh the final battle is in a cool location kind of a world's fair which we showed at the beginning and then when they're bruce and lady are together and then we showed at the end and uh, i dug that all all that about it now jimmy we talked about our favorite moments but what were your martha moments martha why did you say that name Jimmy, what were your Martha moments, your least favorite parts about Batman, Mask of the Phantasm? I think it's, like I said, some characters don't pay off. Some seem murky as far as their motivation. Um, I like the whole part of Bruce going to his parents' grave and, like, talking about fathers and being happy and everything. But then his agency kind of is lost because the story then shifts to her story and why she left and that had nothing to do with him. Like he didn't make it. That, am I right about that? Like yeah, she just yeah. decides to leave, yeah. and like it kind of, sort of feels like that's a, maybe a different story. Okay. okay. Um, I don't know where his could go from there because he was like, "I'm going to be Batman." Oh, wait, no, he's not. He's like, "I'm not going to be Batman." Yeah. I'm going to be with this lady. Yeah. But then he's he's still spelunking to find where the Batcave. Well, it, it's kind of like he's he's. He's still not trusting everything because he even told Alfred everything's moving so quickly. It's just, I feel like he hasn't quite given up the Batman part yet. Yeah, but there's no, I, there's talk I, of I it. I think he wants to fin- probably finish this, uh, this, not the story, but, you know, the case or whatever first before he hangs up the cape and cowl for Andrea. There's a lot of interesting things, but I don't know if there's a quite a follow through of that story. Yeah. And then it gets murky when that's taken away and given to her as far as her decision to leave. Yeah. Uh, I think watching it again a few weeks ago, I was like, oh. Oh, and it kind of shifts there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, 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 all, it's still fine. And that might be that might be the 10% that Bruce Tim said didn't make it. Because like yeah. I said, he, he said that... It, that in his eyes, it's a very incomplete film, so that yeah. might have something to do with it. I don't know where it would go otherwise. Otherwise, it would be like Superman 2 when he's like, I'm not going to be Superman, and then yeah. something happens, and, and now he has to be and, Superman. And then he kisses her, and she forgets. Which, that doesn't work, but yeah. like, I don't... They, they actually bring that up in the new uh, uh, Superman 78 comic. Oh, they bring they, it So they did it recently. I, I just uh, handed uh, Jimmy a first issue of Batman 89 Echoes, which is the, like... Th- Sort of supposed to be kind of the fourth Tim Burton mm-hmm. movie uh, following the third one that came out last year, Batman 89. Um, also, there's a Superman one, and the second Superman 78 came out oh, that's around cool. the same time. They're supposed to happen in the same universe, too. Mm-hmm. They haven't crossed over yet, but it's supposed to be the same universe. But, yeah, they... Uh, I forget where I was going with that. Um, but... But yeah, they. Uh, I don't remember where I was going with that. What about what you don't like? What you don't? What don't you like about it? What's your Martha? Because that, that's what it, I was talking about. Right? It had something to do with what you said, though. Yeah. I can't like specifically. Oh, oh, we were talking about Superman too. Mm. There's a scene in there. Yeah, that has nothing to do with Mass Phantasm, but I wanted to bring it up anyway. 
where you remember in Superman 2, he takes her to the fortress and then he reveals, he takes her back to do that all over again, <laughs> the new one. And he's about to do it and he gets stopped by the, uh, their version of Metello, which is a oh, lot of fun. And she's fun. just stuck in the Arctic. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, my Martha moments are the animation. We kept talking about it throughout the movie. Some of the animation's not super crisp. Um, there's one part that I totally missed during the watch through that I wanted to point out. There's a car phone, like an actual car phone at one mm. point, which I felt like really dated the movie, which usually they're pretty good about their technology on Batman, the animated series to not yeah. date anything. But I thought that was just hilarious. Uh, versus half-assed proposal. Arthur Reeves is, in general, uh, kind of his rapey nature in that one scene. Yeah. Uh, not enough Commissioner Gordon. There should have been so much more Commissioner Gordon. He's had two scenes. Yeah, and that's it. He's not even at the end there. And also, I just wonder, how does that smoke work? Now, before we grade the movie, I want to talk to you about something that a lot of people probably do not know. There was actually a sequel to Mass of the Phantasm in the comic books. Is that correct? In 1996, Batman and Robin Adventures Annual 1 came out. With As I just pulled it out to show Jimmy, I actually just found that yesterday. And it's the cover is Phantasm, but unmasked, but the under the mask is Joker. The Joker is Phantasm in this. It literally picks up right after, her and, uh, after Phantasm and Joker... Uh, are smoked away. They they end up in the sewers, and Joker gets away, and she decides she doesn't want to kill Joker because he's not the same guy anymore. He's a totally different guy that from the the person that helped murder her father. Um, there is the what's really cool about the the, the about the book is it then picks up three years later. Uh, mm -hmm. Three years have passed since uh, Massive Phantasm. And somebody is coming after her. And we you think it's Joker the entire time. Mm -hmm. And the whole story is about she goes to Batman to kind of help save her life in a way. And we we keep seeing like shadows of, of somebody and you see the big smile. So you're assuming Joker's trying to get revenge. But it's not Joker. Do you know who it is? Is it Arthur Reed? It's Arthur Reed. That's crazy. So yeah, Arthur Reed apparently is never recovered from the Joker. They kept him, they kept him mm -hmm. alive in this. And uh, apparently he had a really bad uh, allergic reaction. Yeah. So it just kind of drove him mad. By the way, the book is written by Paul Denny in it as well. I wonder if that was something that bothered them about the movie. So they That's did decide what I want to like. fix it. Yeah. yeah. It just feels like, it feels like, hey, we need to kind of finish some of these things. Yeah. Here. Yeah. That makes sense to me. But yeah, the, the whole, the whole issue is about, Arthur Reeves trying to kill Andrea Beaumont and then he accidentally kills himself while mm -hmm. trying to kill her and Bruce and Andrea actually get to say goodbye to each other before she like runs away right this time so it's it's actually a really good book when you read it it it, it felt like when I read when I read Mad Love I could tell okay this was obviously structured as as a uh, as an episode, mm -hmm. so it, it it feels like one like twenty two minute episode of Batman the Animated Series, and I think it would have been cool if they would have just like made that into an episode like they did with Mad Love, but yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a pretty solid sequel by Paul Denny. That's pretty awesome. They did that was a couple of years. That was in ninety six. Ninety six, yeah. Okay. So it was uh, right at three years mm -hmm. after the original cool. release of the movie. Pretty direct sequel. 
And I think it's not the easiest book to find. I just happened to... I remembered seeing something about it at Pops Comics a couple months ago. I was like, maybe they still have it, and they, and they did, so I picked it up. But very, very good. Now, question is, how good is this movie? What are we... Uh, tell everybody about how you grade things, Jimmy. I didn't come up with anything. I didn't come up with anything. Uh, well, normally, I would watch this and come up with a, a grading scale for the movie. Um, let's use the... Um, the uh, uh, the smoke packets or the smoke, <laughs> the vapor, the phantasm vapor. It would be something about phantasm's vapor, but but there'd be more words involved, oh, so, sure. so you wouldn't want to say them all. But I don't know what it is quite yet. Spurts. <laughs> what five? What out of five? Five is being the highest. Okay. That we love it. You can give it up to five spurts of phantasm's vapor. Oh, they're okay. I can do that. Phantasm's mysterious yeah. vapor. I how, need a number of word. How many out of five va- uh, spurts of phantasm vapor do you give Batman: Master of the Phantasm? I think I'm grading this on a curve of holy shit. This came out in the theater in '93. That's amazing. Yeah. The first I watched it a couple weeks ago, and I I really like this is really great. And I watched it again today. I'm like I have questions about some of the motivations of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And it 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 probably doesn't hold up as well as some of the best episodes of the of the show do. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it four. I think that four. I, okay. I, I think that might be overselling it. I might. I think it might be more three and a half just really? over time. But I'm going to give it a four. We're going to have a very different grade for once. I'm giving it a five. I think five it's on fantastic. the nose. I think it's five. I think it's fantastic. Um, obviously, we're going to look at it more critically because we're doing the podcast and stuff. But as like a Batman movie, I think it's better than almost every single Batman movie except for Dark Knight, in my opinion. I, I think so, too. I, I think, think so it, too. Like I love Batman eighty nine, but narratively it has a lot of issues. Um, but yeah, I like it better than I. I find it more fun than Batman Returns. It's definitely better than the Schumacher movies. Um, it's of a whole. Like yeah. it may be flawed in ways, but like oh, for, yeah, 70, for seventy minutes, like it's it, it takes it seriously and it's it, it, it doesn't it's not silly. It's a quick seventy minutes too. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a great it's a good set. It's a good set. It's. I feel like it's paced really mm-hmm. well, which that's some I didn't talk about earlier, but I think it's paced really well. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's. I think the performances of everybody from Conroy to Hamill to Delaney to Dick Miller, all of them uh, did an exceptional, exceptional job. Um, yeah, it does. After looking into it and uh, and hearing about it being incomplete, mm-hmm. knowing that made me realize, okay, this is kind of incomplete, but I still think it is great. I know. There's multiple, like, people that consider this their favorite Batman movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, there for up until the Nolan years, the movies didn't really feel like Batman, Batman movies, you know? No, this is the most Batman of Batman movies. Because yeah. it's a, it's a, Batman movies should be about Batman. Yeah. It and a lot be of about those, the, the villains. The, yeah, the, I, I mean, the I, ones. I have returned shit on my body. I love Batman Returns, but that movie's not really about Batman. No. Like, I could sit here and go, well, the Catwoman and Penguin are two sides of Psyche. No, no, no. Burton had no interest in making a movie about Bruce Wayne. This is all about Bruce Wayne. And that really doesn't happen in most Batman movies. Yeah. I mean, two of two of those Batman movies, the guy playing Batman's not even got the top billing. Yep. Yep. You have Nicholson in one and Schwarzenegger the other. So, yeah, this is a Batman movie. I mean, you get to see Batman be Batman. He does detective work. He does action. He does a lot of brooding. And he even has stuff with his parents. And we don't have to see his parents die for the billionth time. We just know they're dead. We just know they're which dead. Which is 
very, very nice. I mean, they even show his parents dying in Lego Batman, for crying out loud. But, yeah, I love Master Phantasm, and uh, watching it this week was a lot of fun for me. Well, Jimmy, uh, why don't you tell uh, our listeners how they can uh, keep their tabs on Almost Got Em, a podcast about Batman, the animated series? Well, you can go online to Facebook, and there is a Almost Got Em Facebook page. Uh, put in your little search, put in Almost Got Em, the page will come up. Like the page, and there's constant updates, not just about the episodes we do, but about Batman uh, in general. And uh, if you want those episodes piped right into your little phone, go online to uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and uh, give us a follow and uh Give us a score. Give five us, stars. Five give, stars. Or, or give us five spurts of Phantasm's uh, vapor, <laughs> whatever they, whatever mode they go with, uh, and those phones will go direct, or those podcasts will go directly into your phones, and you can listen to us whenever new episodes drop. Sounds good, Jimmy. Next time we'll we return in 2024. We've got more Batman episodes to come. We've got some fun ideas. We're also going to do a crossover episode with. Our other podcast, Turtlecast, at some point. So stay tuned for more episodes of Batman, of Batman the Animated Series. Oh, crap. So we'll do that over again. So stay tuned for more episodes of Almost Got Me, podcast about Batman the Animated Series. Jimmy, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Brandon. And until then, the balcony is closed. The brood on. That's Siskel Niebert. Oh. Who didn't get to review the movie until they, months later. They did not. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast.